Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these planned gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our planned giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus Mystic Monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We're here this morning in Virginia, Minnesota, Holy Spirit Catholic Church. I'm Ben Frost, your host, joined by Father Brandon Moravitz, who is co-hosting. And uh, we have another guest with us for our next segment. And... Uh, his name is Dan Schultz. He's a good friend of mine, and uh, he was a part of our recent Exodus 90 uh, program, which uh, I was privileged to be a part of. And uh, Dan, good morning, and, and welcome, and thanks for being with us this morning. Good. Happy to be here, and it's uh, nice to see the Sijapay family, too, before they uh, took off. Yeah, and you uh, certainly had uh, an experience with them, which we'll get to in just a second, but just for our listeners who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm uh, retired now for seven years. I had worked for the electric utility out of Duluth for 25 years and in the mines for 20 years before that. Um, and coming up on my 50th wedding anniversary in a couple of weeks. Yep. And I uh, have two daughters that are home with us and uh, one grandchild down in the big cities. You know, and Dan, it's, it's uh, great to have you here with us. I know you've been a very active member of Holy Spirit Parish. And I know you served at the, on the Marquette School School Board for a number of years and been a part of this place. And uh, recently, um, you've got engaged and involved in a fraternal group here at the parish, and 
I know um, that's been a, a big part of your life, something you've been committed to, a group of guys getting together and just kind of sharing their lives and praying and encouragement. Could you tell us a little bit about that new kind of adventure in your life, being part of this fraternal group? Yeah, and it was um, especially interesting to me because, um, like I said, I'm the old guy in the group here. Most of the guys are basically the age of my kids. And, and I'm, I'm so impressed visiting with these younger fellows and seeing their testimony of faith that you just don't really expect in the younger people. And uh, uh, I was so impressed with the outreach by the people. And, and again, seeing several of them taking part of this project was uh, very, very rewarding, too. And that program was called, uh, this fraternal group was called Exodus 90. So they went for, you went for 90 days, and you gave up a lot of things. You gave up warm showers, and there was, uh, you gave up sweets. You prayed every day, and... And there was a lot of commitment that went to that. But did you see a lot of, of uh, growth in your, your personal, your spiritual life from that experience? Well, yes, especially from the standpoint that I you know, grew up in the pre-Vatican church. And, and so I remembered the old Lent that we had where we would have one meat meal a day and nothing on Friday and nothing between meals. And, and uh, that, that good old Catholic guilt was kind of built right into me. <laughs> and, and so taking this project on, it was... Uh, uh, chance to uh, do a little reprise on that. And, um, you know, the good news of it is that I also uh, happen to lose a few pounds doing it. That's not the goal <laughs> of this project, but uh, it was very rewarding to be able to feel my ribs a couple of times, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I want to fast forward that. So um, you went through that 90-day program, that fraternal program with other men, a group of mm-hmm. guys. And so that gets done. You guys continue to kind of meet and pray together and grow. And then one day, uh, you guys get a message from Father Brandon saying, hey, it's Saturday tomorrow. Does anyone want to help build a, a wheelchair <laughs> ramp? Like, what was your uh, reaction to that? <laughs> uh, well, there was, you never can say no to Father. <laughs> but, the, but going beyond that, you know, um, it's a tall order. On the way down, I was listening to you talk uh, about the commitment to our service and to mission. And, and it's so difficult. You think the Father is just going to call his folks up and we're going to build a deck. And, um, you know, it's, it's like the old field of dreams, build it and they'll come. But uh, it, was, it was impressive that he had the faith in us and in our parish community that we're going to show up and be there. And, and I was very pleased I got there. There must have been a dozen people there. And, yeah. and it, was, uh, it was a little confusing at first because we really didn't quite get the plan. But a couple of guys took the lead on it and, uh, and away we went. And it came together very, very well. It was just really a nice... Uh, bonding experience among all of us. Yeah, it was remarkable how it all came about. You know, I, again, I'm known to have crazy ideas and kind of push things fast on people. And, uh, but, but we've created a culture here where we're ready to step up and serve when the opportunity comes. And it's so beautiful. And I remember I had called one uh, gentleman from the parish just asking if he'd kind of help get this thing going and kind of oversee the project. And then I reached out to Pohaki Lumber um, here in town and Pohaki right away just responded and said, yep, we'll deliver all of the materials there tonight. I mean, it was that quick. I mean, I called that afternoon. For free. And, and, yeah. and again, just a small business in town, um, Catholic-owned, that just said, yeah, we'll do it. No questions asked. And the, the material got delivered there that night. And the next morning, we had 10 or 12 guys there. And I, I can't even lift a hammer and pound. I don't even know. I know nothing. Um, and so I just was there <laughs> just motivating and watching it all happen and just trying to be a presence there. But I got a kick out of it. There were so many of our men that were there 
And all these guys know what they're doing, but everybody has a little different idea. They're like, maybe this angle, maybe this way. And so it took a few hours for us to start. And we didn't all know each other. There were a few guys from Hibbing that were there in their parish and just trying to figure out how we'd pull it all together. And there was a point where I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. And then eventually we just started clicking and you could see that, that community starting to be built. So it's not just about building the ramp. It was these guys working together in faith and fellowship and having that sense of accomplishment when it's done. But you also grow in that, that fraternity aspect of things as well. Yeah. Now, Dan, initially when they said they're going to build a ramp, I thought, well, maybe three, four hours, but like how, what was the project like? Was it an all day thing or? Well, yes. By the end of the day, I think there was still a half a dozen of us left, but it was a hot and steamy day. And I think pretty well wrapped up around five o'clock. And, and we had a really nice, really nice uh, deck when he got done with it uh, because we had to extend the deck to get enough distance to make it a gentle slope down to the sidewalk so it became quite a project but the uh the um, the good news is that came together really well the bad news is once the people came home they couldn't come through the door <laughs> door so wasn't was, wide enough or? well no there was a little vestibule that you had to come in and make a 90 degree turn and and bringing little rose up on the wheelchair they couldn't turn the corner because their legs were sticking out oh. so this opened up the next phase of the project where now we have to put in a new door Oh, and okay. so, you know, when you step, step up and step ahead, sometimes um, there's more to it than you anticipate, but that's all part of the, part of the mission, you know? Yeah. Well, and I want to ask you about that, too, because we had a, a conversation before this, too, and when that next phase happened and you had to go in and, and do a, a new door, you'd mentioned to me that you were kind of moved by the inside of the Sajavik home. Is that right? Can you elaborate on that? Well, you know, the, the thing is, you know, we, it was an older and not a very big home with the, considering there are three kids in the house and and you know I thought well got in there and began we had to uh, we had to rip the kitchen counter out and cut off three feet from the end of it move the cabinet out of the way take the window down so we spent quite a bit of time in the house whereas the first time we were there on the Saturday nobody was home so we really didn't get in the house or anything but I was impressed uh, there's, there's no way I can describe except it was a prayerful prayer-filled holy home. And, and, you know, looking at the almost miraculous recovery of Little Rose, you have to believe that that faith plays in, and play in a part in that recovery. Yeah, it's so good. I, I just, how God can take something. And, and, and again, it's the, the passage that we heard this weekend, that, that second reading from St. Paul. All right, we know that God can work all things for good for those who love him. Sometimes that's so hard to believe in the midst of tragedy. And when we're in the heart of it, it's so hard to, to see that. And sometimes it takes years and years and years later to actually see how God has orchestrated goodness out of a tragic situation. And um, with, the, with the whole situation with the Sajivik family, so we, we've, got, we've got Rose, we've got her family going through things. And then we have Father Drew and Father Bo that have been experienced in their life. We have all, really, the people of the Hibbing community coming together. We have this people, the people in Virginia community coming together. We have these, these men in our parish building things. Um, they're inspired by the Sajaviks. The Sajaviks are inspired by us. I mean, you see how God can take people coming together in relationship and service and, and bring about a good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, 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 and it's phenomenal. Just Sometimes I don't think we step back far enough to see the work of God in the midst of these things because we're so caught up in all the details and trying to figure out everything that every once in a while we need to step back or we need somebody to step back and repaint the picture and saying, look at how God was present in the midst of this. And I think that all those parties, those priests, these communities, these people that are responding, all, like we obviously heard so much from Rose and her family about how they were moved by this. But I'd be willing to bet that everyone 
in all these different circumstances was also moved. And I wanted to ask our guest, Dan, about that as well. So, I mean, and by all means, like you, you showed up and you built a ramp, but I would assume that it wasn't just building a ramp. Like what, how did this experience affect you? Like knowing the circumstances, responding, this was a, a, a church group that's coming together and rallying behind this family. What was your experience? How did this change you? Well, I, I still enjoyed very much being there, and I felt very happy to be able to serve. And and uh, and the building of the improving the relationship, there are a number of people that were there that I have seen, that we see in mass, that we talk to casually to spend a little more time together. It was really nice. But, you know, the one thing I was really impressed with is that as we are out there working, people would drive by and stop and say, how's the little girl? How's Rose? How's she doing? Is she home yet? Uh, it was just, uh, you know, we were, it was kind of a, not a busy city street corner, but there was a stop in front of there. And I can't tell you the number of people that would come by and say, how is, how is the little girl? Or come by and drop off a card. And uh, it was just really nice to see the uh, outpouring of support from the community, uh, from the people. Yeah, and I, I, it gets me thinking about our current, I don't want to go too far down this lane, but our current cultural situation that, in some ways, people are afraid to publicly show their faith right now. There's a, there's a challenge in that, and there's like a resistance to that, and we're, we're nervous. And as, as Dan said, getting out as a faith community, building a wheelchair ramp, people are driving by, and, and soon, all around town, they know that the Catholic Church is there building a ramp for this family, because their tragedy was all over the newspapers. And so people knew their home, people were, were trying to rally, and we publicly witnessed the gift of faith in a way where we weren't saying a lot, but we were being the hands and feet of Christ. And that's so important for all of our listening audience to think about, like, how can we engage faith in our current cultural times in a way that inspires people? And not just hide in our homes, to get out. Our faith is meant to be in the public realm, not just a private matter. And, and, and Dan brings up such a great point. I remember people driving by and honking and waving. It brings joy to others mm-hmm. when we get out and we live our faith. And we cannot be afraid to do that. Get out and live your faith. Yeah. And Dan, in our, our last segment, we'd also talked about that sometimes fear can kind of hold us back. And then just the reality was this was a Saturday and a lot of people have plans, whether they go fishing or hanging out with whatever. Um, what was, what made you willing to give up a Saturday to do this? Like what, what has gone on in your heart that there was a sense of like, I'm going to respond to this. Like you could have easily said, well, there'll be other guys to show up or, well, it's just, it's a Saturday. I've got other things. Like what, why did you respond? Why did you say yes? You couldn't say no. That was the bottom line. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And, 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 well, and Dan, you do other things around the parish. I mean, there's a group of people that you bring to Mass sometimes. Mm-hmm. All right? Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Like, you continue to serve um, a variety of different people in our parish, and, and you're retired, and you're, at, you're at, at a certain place in your life, but you're using this time to serve others, and, and I know you have a desire to bring joy and service and that's something you've been doing it's it's inspired me so much here at the parish you so often helping people but do you want to talk about some of those other things that you've done and involved in and and maybe you start with the people that you bring to mass on sundays well there's it's been going on for a couple three years that uh i've had a number of different people that i bring in and uh you know the uh going to mass is is a wonderful experience for shut-ins and people that have a little bit of mobility problems i mean they can usually get the bus to get to the church but uh it's, it's very difficult, and so um, I have uh, one lady I think I've been ringing for two or three years here. I had another gentleman I used to ring in who uh, unfortunately got into dementia and is now in the veterans' home, but the bottom line is uh, it's um, 
you, you don't realize how important uh, being able to get to Mass is for some, especially some of the older people as they come to later parts of their life. It's really, the mobility is really a problem now. Obviously, I can't manage somebody with a wheelchair, but just, I, I think people look forward to the fact that somebody's going to show up at quarter to quarter to 10 in the morning and be there to bring them into Mass is, uh, is, is a good part of our community. Yeah, and I, and Dan, I appreciate that, you know, as a pastor of Holy Spirit Parish and there's lots of people out there listening. You take initiative often and take those things on. And I think so, and I'm grateful for that, that, that often, my, my dear Catholic friends out there listening, you don't have to wait until your pastor calls you to go build a wheelchair ramp. Every one of you have the ability, not maybe not all of you, but lots of you have the ability to go pick somebody up and bring them to Mass, or to go and call somebody, or write a letter to somebody, or, you know, call, I mean... Take some initiative. Don't just wait for the parish to start a, a movement or a Bible study. Or like Everybody can do that. And, and to me, Dan's a great witness of taking some initiative and saying, I'm going to go help somebody. I mean, all of us can do that. Uh, we don't have to wait for Father to ask us. All right, get after it and respond to that call to serve those that are in need. I want to piggyback off that. Not to, we keep laying on all the affirmations here on Dan <laughs> this morning. But I remember last year, we had one of our big programs for the... Uh, for our parish. You know, we, we, we put on a dinner for about 50 people and it got done. We had a team of people that, you know, helps with the night and helps with cleanup. But this night, I mean, there were so many dishes to be done. And Dan, who wears many hats and is very gifted, one of his, his uh, hats is that he knows how to run the dishwasher. But, but here's the thing is there is the reality of like, and this is sometimes my own fault is that I kind of like, well, I'll just kind of stay and like do it. But Dan came up and he's like, you're going to need help. And I see that. And he stayed so long to help until every dish was done. And so there's a difference between me, like, Dan, would you do this? And like, and then like, well, I guess I will versus like the initiative of like, I see a need and I'm going to respond to it. And that's, I think, tying into what we've been discussing today is as a disciple, we need to respond. And when I see Dan, and it's been a great uh, pleasure uh, and an honor for me to grow in our friendship over this last year through Exodus 90 and these fraternal things. But I see Dan as a man who is a disciple who's on mission and who's aware of those around him. And uh, Dan, is that something, and again, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but is that something that has come naturally? Like, has that built in you, that sense of like a desire to be a servant, to sacrifice for other people? How has that grown in you over the years? Well, it starts with being the oldest of 10 kids. You learn to look out for the little ones, you know, and it's, it's built into the genes at that point. So, but, uh, you know, the sad thing is going through this COVID thing, uh, we have had so many wonderful programs going on in the parish, uh, thinking about our, our pasty making. Um, I, I've, Enjoyed being in the funeral choir, uh, helping at the funerals, uh, helping at the meals. You know, these are all different missions that we can take part of, and and I, and I really miss them. That um, these are again great opportunities for our parish to be bonding, not just building a deck, but serving. Uh, uh, you, you've got to be crazy to be down here at five o'clock in the morning to be making pasties, but everybody's here and everybody's cheerful, and uh, we put some uh, old. Uh, 60s and 70s music on the on the radio and the ladies are singing and dancing and we just really have a pretty good time. <laughs> well, and that's the thing about parish life, Ben, is 
is our parishes to, are meant to be brimming with li- like just brimming over with life you know that and it, it comes from service and wheelchairs and little fundraisers and and parish events and bible studies and the obviously the sacraments are the heart of everything in our prayer life and we've got a beautiful adoration chapel here that that our parishes are supposed to be buzzing with life not just places that are kind of dead six days of the week. And, and Dan has helped bring that about. That Can you imagine if every person sitting in the pews took initiative and just did one thing, got involved in one thing, brought about the faith in one way through service or prayer? Or, I don't know. And, and that's what I feel like I'm so grateful here at Holy Spirit Parish is that more and more people are stepping up and taking initiative to that response of go and make disciples of all nations. And, and Dan's a, a witness of, of many people in this parish that are doing that, and many people beyond this parish and other parishes and other dioceses. My friends were called to be missionary disciples. And I appreciate, too, that, uh, as Dan alluded to, he's one of the more senior veterans on this fraternal group that we have, but it's a good witness to have people living the way that you do. And for us that, you know, are maybe younger fathers and... and uh, shorter in the tooth per se um it does it's it's a great witness uh to us as well to say you know what i i need to live in service too i need i need to Mm -hmm. live on mission and dan what would you say to any of our listeners that uh maybe they feel like i want to respond in mission a little bit more i want to be maybe a little bit more sacrificial and and be uh one that responds in service like what what kind of encouragement would you say to them well the bottom line is you just have to uh, keep your eyes and ears open and uh um not look the other way when an opportunity comes to see, see a need uh, to say, well, somebody else will do it. It's just a matter of taking that first step forward. And uh, amazing, you might build a wonderful friendship. Mm-hmm. Very good. I'm, uh, one of my favorite scripture passages is First uh, John. And it says, uh, there is no fear in love, for perfect love casts out fear. And uh, as you said that, that kind of resonated with me in that... Um, Love conquers fear, right? And in many ways, there's just so much fear that's in our world today. And there's so many needs, so many ways that we need to respond. But just sometimes fear gets in the way. But there is no fear in love. For perfect love, as we grow in that love, it casts out all fear. For fear has to do with punishment. So that's a, it just sticks out to me is how do we, as disciples of our Lord, on mission, in our parishes, in our families, in our personal lives, how do we respond in love in these times today? And for all of you listening today, be not afraid. Take courage. There is no fear in love. For perfect love casts out fear. And that perfect love is our Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to come to know him. We need to, to come to serve him. And when we love him and serve him, we are his followers. We are his disciples. And that flows into every facet of our lives. And as we've talked with these guests here today that we see this reality of that God is present in our world today. He is, he's working in incredible ways. So we need to know that. We need to be reassured that our God who loves us is present and to not be afraid uh, and to respond in courage. Friends, it's great to have you here listening here with us at Real Presence Radio. I'm Father Brandon Moravitz. I'm here with Ben Frost and Dan Schultz, and it's been a great joy to be here with you. And Dan, thanks for being here today. Um, thank you for your role here at Holy Spirit Parish in Virginia. Um, it's a great gift to have you here. And Dan is just one of those encouragements um, to all of you out there to not just wait for Father to ask you to do something. Get out there and do something. Be a missionary disciple. How can you serve? It might be building a ramp. It might be bringing someone to, to Mass. What is it that God is putting on your heart 
and calling you to do in your local community. Um, so, Dan, it's a great joy to have you here. I'm so grateful that you were here with us. And, uh, Ben, why don't you wrap us up for this segment? Well, great. And we've got a lot more great programming to come. We'll be back right after this break.